Thank you very much, Hillary. Uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about what happened in Texas yesterday. They uh, just signed the Senate, just signed a, a constitutional carry, which means you got a legal gun. You can carry it any way you want. Um, I, I want you to know it's going to become easier and easier to do that in some states. But please understand that if if you pull your gun and draw it on somebody, you have legal issues like crazy, just crazy. Um, protecting your family, protecting yourself safely, unless you're going to the range, unless you really are a shooter, you might want to consider a taser. Um, tasers now have a non-lethal self-protection device, small, lightweight enough to carry um, on you or in your glove compartment or purse, powerful enough to incapacitate an attacker. Also comes with a, a GPS alert. So when you fire that, GPS sends a signal. So it says there's trouble here. Save 20% right now by using the promo code BECK. Do it now. Taser, T-A-S-E-R dot com. Promo code BECK. America, welcome to the Glenn Beck program. So glad that you have joined us today. Um, it has been an incredible podcast that you have to go back and listen to if you miss if you missed any of it. We started with Jordan Peterson, then I talked to this very brave woman who is is going in and trying to win uh, a seat on the school board in the Portland, Oregon era area. She is extraordinarily brave. Her her whole thing is standing up against critical race theory. It's got, we've got to start teaching truth and not the opposite of everything that Martin Luther King preached. It, it has taken us decades to really understand what Martin Luther King was saying and putting it into practice. And now we're going the opposite direction. We also had Bill O'Reilly on with us, and this hour is going to be a power hour that you don't want to miss. I'm going to introduce you to a couple of people that have started a, a movement called the Voices of Black Mothers United. They, it's a new movement to unite mothers of fallen children and community partners to amplify their voices in an effort to heal and strengthen the community. We always say, why is no one talking about the kids that are being killed? This is a problem. What can we do to help? Why isn't anyone talking about it? Because black lives do matter. If you look at that as a slogan, it's absolutely true. If you look at it as a movement or a political statement, it's dangerous. But I think everybody in this audience knows that black lives do matter. So what are you gonna do? How are you gonna help? Oh, buckle up. Great, great interview in 60 seconds. If you are a uh, homeowner, you're the type who's fiscally responsible right now, you could be a phone call away from a massive change for the better in your financial life. Mortgage rates began sinking over a year ago, and they are they're in the two percent range now. If you have a four percent mortgage, even a high three percent mortgage, if you can get it down to two point seven, 
2.5, 2.3. Oh my gosh, the amount of money that you will save every month. Now imagine if you roll in your credit cards. If you have high interest credit card and you know that debt is just toxic, as those interest rates begin to rise on credit cards, and believe me, they will soon, you are going to have a trouble even paying them, let alone paying them off. Roll them into your mortgage without resetting your loan and save money. Get that monkey off your back and be financially secure. Call 800-906-2440. It's 906-2440. That's a 1-800 number. Or you can just go to AmericanFinancing.net. They're waiting for you now at 800-906-2440. AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334. www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. I want to reintroduce you to a, uh, a friend of the program, a friend of, I think, freedom in America, uh, and a guy that I'm, I'm sorry I didn't know a lot uh, earlier, Bob Woodson. He's the founder and president of the Woodson Center. He has a new book that is coming out called Red, White, and Black, but I have him on because it's the Woodson Center. This, this, this is a, um, if you really want to help, you really want to help donate your time, your energy, your prayers or your money to the Woodson Center and Bob Woodson. He's been in the inner cities forever, and he actually is teaching the things that strengthen people, not tear them down. Um, and, and he's making a huge impact. And he's just started something new. And I want him to uh, introduce the executive director of that. Hi, Bob. How are you? I'm just fine, Len. Just pleased to be back. Yeah. Um, by the way, I read your 1776 uh, unites.com, the, the, uh, the curriculum. Bob, yes. it's, fan- it's fantastic. It is really, really fantastic. I hope our listeners have been downloading that. Uh, because I, I think every family should be using that and teaching that, and every school should be using and teaching it. It's really powerful stuff. So thank you for that. Thank you. Well, as you um, know, the, the Woodson Center... I'm, I'm sorry, Glenn, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, please, go ahead. I was just giving your, your listeners, again, a, a reminder that we've been around 40 years. I founded it 40 years ago, um, and, and we, we have 2,500 low-income grassroots leaders in 39 states of all racial groups. And they are, they are uh, developing solutions and have, over, over the decades, solutions to poverty and despair, drug addiction, uh, predatory violence. They are healing agents, what I call antibodies, uh, in those communities that have developed solutions from within and the, the Woodson Center has been a source of technical support. We help direct funding to those initiatives, and we train them. We consider them social entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and so we have, uh, they have accomplished some amazing improvements of reducing violence, uh, of, of helping to develop jobs and small businesses in there. So there's a whole wellspring of healthy elements in some of the most toxic 
drug infested yeah. neighborhoods. So if anybody uh, doesn't so know, Bob Woodson, Bob used uh, Bob used to be the president of the um, American Enterprise Institute for uh, for well, a I was while. His so president he, solo, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, he's there. These are time tested, real, uh, principled uh, techniques that produce results and pull people out of poverty um the one thing bob that we've talked about is i mean i'm i think black lives matter the organization is a very dangerous organization uh for the one reason uh, just this one reason alone and there's a lot they are saying that we need to reimagine policing i'm all for getting rid of bad police officers 100 percent. but if you try to reimagine my police force I'm going to move from that area, but the people who are at the bottom end of the scale who have the real crime in their area and the gangs and the shootings, they can't move and they're the ones being abandoned. So you you started this and will you bring uh, Sylvia in on this and introduce introduce her? Yes, I will. As I said, that that one of the ways that if you look at the polling, 80 percent of black Americans, particularly low income black men, are opposed to defunding the police. Sixty percent of blacks do not believe racial discrimination is a principal barrier to their successful future. And, wow. and, and so and, but but you would never know that because the no. spokesperson for, for the black community say the uh, the opposite. So. What we're doing at the Woodson Center is we go into our constituents and give them an opportunity to speak and act for themselves. And that's why Sylvia's had a long-term relationship with us. And so when she called me and said, Bob, we need to do something about this, um, we immediately uh, swung into action. And Sylvia is, uh, is the organizer of Voices of Black Mothers United, and she can tell you herself why she got involved and and the important role that we can talk about what they're yeah. doing so sylvia why don't you share with them why you got involved with this what happened with your daughter and and just Sil- how it happened sylvia bennett stone welcome to the program well how are you well this morning you know um it's challenging because it's Mother's Day weekend, and I am a mother who lost her child to mother. I put that shadow of a doubt and can go over and over. And hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, to this, to the uh, main studio. Can is am I hearing this break up just on my end, or is this what it sounds like on air? It's breaking up. Can let me take a quick break and let's reestablish a connection. Sylvia, because I don't want to miss a word that you're saying. Uh, and if she's on a speakerphone, have her pick it up or get to a hard line, uh, because what she has to say is really important, especially as she just said on Mother's Day weekend. Let me take a quick, quick pause and tell you about real estate agents. I This is a company that I started years ago, um, and it was really built out of frustration. I didn't know how to hire the right real estate agent. I didn't know how to interview them. I didn't know what made a good real estate agent other than that felt good. I think we got a good deal on that. Uh, and how do you repeat that? Well, uh, I started doing some work for a, uh, a company that involved what the Wall Street Journal said 
was the 500 best real estate agents in the country. And I got to know these real estate agents and I got to know their best practices and I started to see a pattern. And so I talked to them about it. So what we've done with real estate agents I trust is made a free service to you. We've gone and looked for that pattern in your area. Uh, if, if we don't have a real estate agent that we trust in your area, we won't recommend just anybody. Um, we've really done our homework on these, on these real estate agents. I want you to do your own homework, but this is a free service to you. We'll give you that name or a couple of names, even in some cases, uh, in your area. And then you interview them yourself and see if you don't notice a difference. These are the people that can get your home sold fast on time with the least hassle, um, they can help you if you're, if you're, you know, you've got problems selling your house, they will give you the advice. Here's what you have to do to your house to get it sold. Um, and, and get you the people as well to help do that. And, um, and on the other end, they're going to make it as painless and as good of a deal as you can possibly get on the house that you want to buy. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. The name says it all, realestateagentsitrust.com. 10 seconds, station ID. We are uh, we are back and we are joined by Sylvia Bennett Stone, the executive director of Voices for Black Mothers United. Um, Sylvia, I know it's painful yeah. on this weekend to talk about what got you uh, to where you are, but can you start there? Yes, absolutely. And thank you for having me on. You bet. Um, I can play over and over in my head on July 4th, 2004, when my daughter and her best friend were shot with one bullet, caught in the crossfire of guys shooting at each other. Now, I played this back over in my head because if the police was there, could they have de-escalated and stop them from shooting or deterred them from shooting. And perhaps if that happened, the girls would be alive today. Now, I just can't imagine communities um, without the police right now. And yes, I do agree with you in terms of activities that, that some police officers may do that is outside of what they're sworn to do. Mm-hmm. However, we need the police to regulate in our communities. We yeah. really do. The number so- of shootings right now and, and violent killings is just off the charts. I have talked to so many African-American parents and grandparents that say they are afraid uh, of some of the youth in their community. And it's a new kind of thing uh, that uh, there is this this drug culture that has taken over. And if your kids don't get caught up into it, your kids can be killed by it easily. And they need the police. I talked to some people who are marching with Black Lives Matter and didn't believe any of the stuff that Black Mm -hmm. Lives Matter says Mm -hmm. politically. But they were I said, why are you here then? And they said, because we need help. Somebody needs to do something. We need help. 
So how is your organization, how can we help you, and what is your organization designed to do? Okay, we have three initiatives, three primary initiatives, and one that is advocacy. We want to help heal those who've been affected by violence. Their children or family member have been killed, and we want to help them heal and get better. But that healing also helps heal their communities. It helps heal their surroundings. When someone sees me doing better and me doing positive things in my community, we're hoping that becomes contagious. Mm-hmm. And that's the healing and the advocacy part of it. We have. I think the hang on before we before we move on. Uh, I, I don't know if you remember. I think it was about the same time you lost your daughter, the Amish shooting, uh, where mm-hmm. all of those girls were shot. And the healing that happened in that community was phenomenal because of Absolutely. forgiveness and perspective. And I, I, I just feel, I mean, there, I don't want to live like the Amish, but I feel like we'd be a lot better off if we were Amish, you know, and had that attitude. And if we learn to forgive, you know, yes. one of yes. the things that I teach our youth in the community is this five self check. You know, one, know your triggers. Don't go into communities you know you're having issues with someone over there. Those are the type things that bring and and make this escalate into something that someone is going to lose their lives. And it's not it's not even necessary. I can guarantee you those two guys who were shooting and killed our girls probably don't even know what they were shooting over at this point in time. But yeah. yet I'm left with a lifetime of a of a broken heart because of something that was could have been solved or resolved. But yet me myself as other thousands and thousands of other mothers we're left with broken hearts could you imagine the mother of a two-year-old who was sleeping in their crib and a bullet goes through the window and kills that child no no i can't i can't i mean i i I can't um i i've thought about this many times with you know we've had problems in the family or or whatever and i've thought about i can't lose this child i i mean i mean like i don't know how you even go on um and especially when it's something like your kid being shot in a crib they weren't involved in anything i mean it's it's faith shaking almost and you have more and more children innocent children that are dying just like that so when you said a minute ago you, you said if the police could have intervened maybe my daughter and her friend would be alive um yeah. how how do you deal with the like for instance the story in ohio recently where the police did intervene and i i think they did the right thing but now they're being charged as killers of this young teenager but they were trying to stop the other teenager from being stabbed how do, how do you reconcile this i personalized it okay i've experienced something that was similar my granddaughter 
new high school freshman. Um, some of the girls didn't like her, and they went to her house to jump on her with grass knuckles, sticks, whatever. And thank God her mother was at home. And the mother had to actually get to the point to where she had to intervene with bringing her gun outside, saying you're not going to hurt my daughter. This is not going to happen. And me, me myself, as a mother who's had to put a child in the grave, I can't even imagine putting another child in a grave because oh my gosh. someone else's actions who cannot to articulate how to defuse a situation, how to get out of a situation, how to walk away from a situation. I will not. So I told her to do whatever you have to do to protect my granddaughter. Oh, my gosh. Um, Note to the producers, can we please bump the next guest to Monday? I know it's specifically for Friday, but I think it will still work on Monday. Uh, And uh, and deepest apologies, but I I just want to continue our conversation here with uh, Sylvia, um, because we only got to one of the um, one of the three points of what your organization Mm -hmm. is doing. And I think it's important Mm -hmm. that you express it. Can you stay with us for a few more minutes? Oh, absolutely. Okay, Um, we're talking about the Voices of Black Mothers United initiative, and I don't think that this is an organization that's going to get very much mainstream coverage uh, because it is looking at a different way of dealing with what we're dealing. And they will actually talk about the violence that is happening in their own communities. And it's got to stop. And anyone who has an answer that is based in common sense and common decency, I want to support. I think you feel the same way. Um, You can find out more about it at voicesofblackmothers.com. Also, woodsoncenter.org. We'll continue our conversation in just a minute. Stand by. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hey, it's the final week of Chamonix's Mother's Day sale, which means that for only a few more days, you can get that special lady, the greatest skincare products in the world, and this amazing promotion. If you've been stuck trying to think of what she'd really love this year, you can set that heavy burden down because Chamonix has got you covered, and mom's going to love what you get. Order the classic GenuCell for bags and puffiness, and you'll get the jawline treatment and the Zotique Deep Correcting Serum absolutely free. And as an additional surprise for Mother's Day, GenuCell will also include their legendary GenuCell XV Anti-Wrinkle Treatment and Moisturizer also free. Go to GenuCell.com or call now 800-577-8709. 800-577-8709. And as a special gift, every order is upgraded to priority free shipping. GenuCell.com. That's GenuCell.com. Hey, don't forget, you can join us at Blaze TV. You just subscribe now. You go to blazetv.com, 
slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn and you're going to save money on it now. We need you to be part of the team, an active part of the team. Join us now. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America. It's Friday and it's Mother's Day weekend. Uh, We have Bob Woodson, founder and president of the Woodson Center, author of a new book coming out, Red, White, and Black, that is I haven't read it yet, but I'm guessing it's a must read. Um, Sylvia Bennett Stone is also with us. She's the executive director of Voices of Black Mothers United. Uh, you can find them at Voices of Black Mothers United dot com. Um, Sylvia, I I want to talk to you about the the three pillars and uh, and I'm, I'm going over the website. And the first one is advocacy. And if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, it's advocacy, family, community intervention, and positive police training. So l- let's start with advocacy. What does that mean? Okay, advocacy meaning that we actually go into the community to try to help heal the community. We start with the mothers who've lost children to and then we report that over into the community where see the mothers are healing, the community can heal. Long as we hold on to anger and unforgiveness unforgiveness and that resonates and then resonates outside of our home as well. We're losing you okay, again. Example. I don't know if you moved to a, another place. No, so you I, go into I the community not. and okay and and mm-hmm. you you have volunteers from faith based organizations but uh, excuse me for saying, but some faith-based organizations are less faith-based and more political-based. Uh, uh, but you are talking about people who are really faith-based, and you are bringing peace to the community and to the family. That's correct. We're okay. talking about the faith base that goes outside of the church walls. We're talking about the faith base who's willing to walk the streets and talk to the drug dealer and talk to the the drug user to say, this is not life. This is not living because that escalates over into violence every time. Yeah. Let me bring Bob in real quick. Bob, do you have any results on going in and meeting with drug dealers and meeting with uh, drug addicts and, and seeing positive results? Absolutely. We, if you, if, if you go on our website and took a um, violence free zone, Milwaukee, where we have our violence free zone efforts, where neighborhood leaders, many of them ex offenders themselves through God's grace, they became transformed and they are witnesses to others that transformation is possible. Uh, six months ago, the Alliance of Concerned Men, one of our groups in D.C., Glenn, actually went in uh, is went into one of the worst crime areas, and for three months they didn't have a single act of violence. Three months. Now that should have been celebrated, but it was reported and ignored. And there are other islands of excellence that have been created by people indigenous who are faith-centered. But also, I want Sylvia to talk about the other initiative where mothers are working with the police at the site of a homicide, and, and as a consequence of, of changing the way the police process that, they have dramatically increased the number of closures, so people are encouraged to testify. I wish Sylvia would talk about 
the role that mothers are playing, actually working with the police at a homicide scene and acting as a liaison with the families. And as a result of building this trust, they have had some dramatic results of closing homicides. Sylvia, can, uh, you, you, can you talk yes. about that? Yes. Um, what happens at a homicide scene, you have the family who's just been notified their loved one um, has been killed. A lot of times their loved one is still lying there on the ground. We partner with Chief Rodney Moreau. He's an ex-police chief who saw the need to change how the homicide scene is processed. And one of the things that he brought to the forefront is that it's very difficult for them as a police officer to assess the homicide scene and hope to get clues to close those homicides and and yet deal with the, a distraught family. We as advocates, we will go in with the police to homicide scenes because we mothers who've lost children know better how to deal with a family that's distraught and has just received news that their child or loved one is deceased and been killed actually i think that's so, i i think that's remarkable um what are the results of that closure the police are allowed to get clues to help solve that homicide more so than them dealing with a distraught family and then the clues and the evidence is is messed up on the other end. So they deal with their job and we deal with the family in terms of guiding them and calming them and getting them to the point of where they know that the police at that point is not their enemy. And if they know that, then a lot of times they can, the police can get information from the family that helped close their homicide. So is this part of the second part of the initiative, family and community intervention, uh, or is this promoting positive policing? Because those are the last two. It it uh, is actually uh, a little bit of both, but it's community intervention more so because we are out there, hands-on, boots on the ground with the community. But another part of our community intervention is actually doing work um, in the community as a prevention measure. In what way? Uh, we have um, mothers who's organized as an organization, and what we do is we try to engage police and community in conversation. We just had an event, in fact, in Alabama, where the police came together with mothers who lost children to violence. There was a conversation, so each side listened to one another. And as a result, as a result of that, the police sheriff department actually the next day reinstituted sensitivity training of how a police officer should actually deal with the families. So it is, um, you're not, you're approaching the police in a different way to where it's not an adversarial. 
It is, look, we have a problem in the community and you may not understand some of this. And so let's work with you because we don't want this to happen. Right. Yeah, that's correct. We are 100 percent supporting the police. We're saying that, yes, there are some issues among police departments and, and particular police officers. However, that is not the majority. Majority are good police officers who sworn to protect. So we have to have that conversation where the community break down those barriers and those defenses against police to where they can do what they're sworn to do. So, Sylvia, if I may, in in beginning to understand what's happening, the the communities that are under attack uh, where their kids are being killed, that's a lot of parents that are grieving and are probably not the ones to be getting good psychiatric uh, advice or care uh, on a regular basis. And so the their prey to people who would prey upon them for a political agenda or whatever kind of agenda. And when these attacks continue to happen, it's not just that it's one kid uh, being shot like it would be maybe in my neighborhood. Uh, It's that that kid has been shot and four other people on my block or in my neighborhood are also grieving and none of us have been dealt with. Nobody's actually dealing with the problem. And so it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. And when you're going and you're looking for blame and everything else, I mean, if you don't have help, uh, you know, you're prone to all kinds of things. Is Is this a too simple of an explanation or am I on the right path at all? You're on the right path. One of the things that we do um, in our advocacy department, we actually help people get mental health services. In fact, um, at our community forums, we bring in a mental health specialist on the spot to where the the victims can actually talk with them and understand that it's not a, 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 a taboo on you if you have to have mental health services. That is part of healing. Right. And if we can continue to encourage that... You have more people getting better. I would imagine, Sylvia, um, just because we went through some family therapy, we, we had um, a suicide attempt uh, in my, my family, in, in my household with my children this last year. And uh, when we went through the therapy with it, he said, what's your biggest fear? And I said that it happens and and I didn't do something. I, I, I didn't know what to do. I, that somehow or another, I'm responsible. I have to believe that. I mean, you, you told the story of your granddaughter, um, you know, a mom who comes out and, you know, thinks, I don't want to bring a gun or I don't want to do this. You, if you make one mistake or you, mm-hmm. you even think that you've made a mistake, that's got to weigh you down and that's not something you deal with quickly that that has got to fester in you for a long time it's hard i i mean i i just can't even words can't even explain how difficult it is however 
it's more difficult putting a child in the ground mm. and saying goodbye. It's more difficult doing that than to make a sound decision. Should that mother stood there and allowed eight girls to beat her daughter? No, not by mm. any means. Is that okay? The I don't think people understand the stress. Uh, I mean, I didn't know this until I went to your website. 26% of parents die within the first 10 years after experiencing the trauma of losing a child. That, that's, an, that's epidemic uh, kind of numbers, especially in, like, in Chicago. That, that's, I mean, that's an yes. epidemic. It, it, it is. It's, it's really an epidemic. Um, I can tell you the mother of my daughter's friend died right after trials. She literally died of a broken heart. And I know how easy that can happen because the pain is so unbearable. It's so unbearable. You don't know what to do. It's, it's, it's not a natural order that a parent mm. buries a child. Sylvia, um, my heart goes out to you, especially this weekend, and to all of the mothers in your situation. Thank you so much for being on. Um, I, I'd like to further a conversation, and, and uh, Bob, the same with you. Uh, I, I know we're probably not the, the, you know, the press that would be the most helpful, but we want to be as helpful as we can be. Um, uh, and I have a feeling you're not going to get mainstream press. Um, to really expose what you're doing, but I think it's really important and we'd like to help in any way that we possibly can. Please let's continue this uh, conversation. If you would like to find out more about this or you would like to make a donation and help the people who are actually trying to heal, you can go to the woodsoncenter.org. That's woodsoncenter.org or voices of black mothers united.com. What an appropriate way to spend Mother's Day weekend. Voices of Black Mothers United.com. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me tell you about uh, Car Shield. Um, you know, nobody ever says, yeah, I'm happy to hold the target while you practice throwing tomahawks. Uh, it's not a problem. Uh, you, know, you know what I love about Dr. Fauci is his consistency. Those are things that you just don't hear. You know, I'd, you, oh boy, I'd give my right arm right now for having my car break down because my warranty just expired. Nobody's going to say any of those things. You can have a car shield cover your car for specific repairs. You help design the warranty. You get roadside assistance, a rental car to get you by until your car is fixed. You can take your car to the dealership, the mechanic. You don't have to wait. For them to pay you, you know, you're not writing the check and then, okay, I'm going to send you the bill and I hope you're going to send that check to me right away. They deal with all of it, all of it. My car doesn't care about my savings. My car doesn't care if it's out of warranty or in warranty, but it always happens at the worst time because there's never a good time for your car to break down. But I will tell you this, they have, they have saved me thousands of dollars on just my trucks, I have these old trucks, and they have gone much further than they would have because I wouldn't have spent the money on it. But I have CarShield, 
and I can drive those trucks now until the doors fall off. It's CarShield. CarShield.com. Use the promo code Beck. Save 10%. CarShield.com. Promo code Beck and save 10%. Deductible may apply. The Glenn Beck Program. It's Mother's Day weekend. I lost my mother when I was about 15 years old. And, um, and it is tough. It is tough. It's tough to lose a parent at any age. Uh, if your parent or even your adopted parent, because I have adoptive moms and I have other mothers in my life, mothers of my children, this is the weekend to heal any rift that you might have. Appreciate your mother. Celebrate your mother. Even if you and your mother have been having a hard time, try, try just to heal the wounds as much as you can. Let them know that you love them. It's important that we heal ourselves and our families first. This is the Glenn Beck Program.